Hey folks, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you've been listening to the Whitfield Report for a while and you're starting to think to yourself, hey, you know what? I could do this podcast thing, but where the hell do I start? Well, folks, I've had a lot of friends ask me that in the last few weeks, and I'm here to tell you all that Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. This means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. You're damn right that's what I'm doing. And what I like about Anchor is that whether you're a novice or an expert, it's incredibly easy to use. They have uh, great tools that you can use to record and edit your podcast if you're a novice just starting out. Or if you're like me and you're an old pro at this, you can bring your own tools and record your audio and then upload the files yourselves. Whichever way you podcast, it's extremely easy to use Anchor, and I highly recommend them. So get started today by going to anchor.fm forward slash start. And I can't wait to hear your podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Now go out there and make some podcasts. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are live. Welcome to the Whitfield Report. I'm your host, Sam Whitfield, broadcasting live from South Florida for a very special edition of the show tonight. Uh, Quick contact info as usual. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at SamW underscore NGC. Follow me on Gab at Sam Whitfield. Visit my website, thesamwhitfield.com. And uh, like us on Facebook at Whitfield Report. Well, you still can. And please subscribe to the to the podcast on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Well, you still can. Um, tonight's show will be uh, focused specifically on the Alex Jones uh, purge from social media, as I mentioned on Thursday's uh, preview podcast. And I also mentioned I might be getting a guest on the show, and that did in fact happen. So for those of you who have been uh, long-time listeners of the show, you will of course know who uh, my good friend Dan Sandini of Daylight Disinfectant is, and he joins us now via Skype. And uh, for those of you who are relatively new listeners, you are in for a, a tweet for a uh, treat. Dan is one of my. Uh, closest friends in the political arena. I consider him a personal friend, and uh, he's a citizen journalist, and uh, an all-around great guy. Dan, great to have you on the show. Well, thank you so much for having me on the program, San, and uh, welcome welcome Whitfield Report fans, and welcome DaylightDisinfectant.com fans. My website continues to be up, even though I haven't added new content in a long time. All my old videos are there, so please go and Frequent my videos in my YouTube channel. It's youtube.com forward slash daylight disinfectant, all one word. And you can reach me at Twitter. I'm trying to build a Twitter following and to engage myself on Twitter these days since I'm in Facebook jail. So you'll find me at daylight dis. That's my handle on the Twitter. So thanks for having me on, Sam. Oh, no problem. Yeah, I, I, I as I was, as we were talking before the break, though, it'll, it'll be interesting um, because. It'll be interesting to see how long this broadcast, uh, you know, lasts on YouTube. If if they'll if they'll take it down midstream, that's my uh, that's my big fear, you know, for speaking out against the YouTube censorship. And uh, you know, of, of course, uh, you know, I guess the big story this week is 
uh, Apple, Facebook, Spotify, and uh, Google all blacklisted Alex Jones and Infowars from their platform. And uh, I've said from the beginning that even if you're not a particularly big fan of Alex Jones, which uh, I'm kind of a lukewarm fan of his personally, I don't really dig the whole 9-11 was an inside job conspiracy theory that he's had. But, uh, you know, even with all that being said, I, I certainly don't think censorship is a good thing, whether it be from the government or from a big multinational corporation which has monopolies. Um, that's just kind of been my take on it. And you've been pretty vocal about um, speaking out about this type of censorship. So what's your take on this whole deal with well, the wars? You know, I'll just say my opinion of uh, Alex Jones to begin with. So that that's, you know, up front and, uh, you know, you did it. And I'll do it, too, is is um, I like Alex Jones. And, the, and uh, the reason why I like it is that I understand that Alex Jones is a blend of entertainment and news. OK, well, a lot most of the news that you get these days, even Sean Hannity. OK, Sean Hannity, Sean Hannity is mostly a news guy with a conservative perspective and everybody has their own perspective. So, you know, he's, he's that side, but you know, still there's, there's stuff in there that's, that's just meant to be entertainment. Same thing with Rush Limbaugh, you know, Rush Limbaugh runs a lot of parody stuff and that sort of stuff. But the, the thing about Alex Jones is that I don't think that he half believes, you know, some of the stuff that he puts out there and he just feeds half of the stuff that he puts out there is just feeding to the, um, uh, to the to the conspiracy theorists and just trying to you know drum up viewership and that kind of thing. But then there's other people like Watson who's on his team out there, and I think that that guys like that are are they really are the news these days. I mean they'll, they'll uh, they show a lot of emotion when they report the news, but you're going to get more news, more more reality, you know, um, more more of the real story from somebody like Watson than you are going to get from watching CNN or watching MSNBC. Uh, I think that they, that, um, so, so in any case, you know, so that's how I feel about, uh, Alex Jones, but regardless of that, I think it's chilling the fact that you have these huge digital media platforms that colluded since that seems to be the word of the word of word of the word of the century. So far collusion between them, right. To, 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 uh, to stifle free speech and, and take him off the air. You know, you, you may disagree with what, with what he has to say about FEMA camps and, uh, and, uh, nine 11 and the conspiracy theories, but, and, and gay frogs. It, don't forget. I'm sorry. And gay frogs. Don't forget. So. Yeah. I, 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 you'd have to spin me up on the gay frog thing. Cause I'm not, I'm, I don't, well, I'm on a, I, I don't follow it real closely. So, there, but there, I, I haven't seen some references, but I, I really don't know what that is. I'll, so. just, I'll just kind of fill you in real quick. There, um, he he did a story of well, this was like five or six years ago now, where uh, I guess he found out that um, there was some power plant um, somewhere in the Midwest that was, uh, you know, it was like a water treatment facility that was uh, dumping you know, waste into one of the rivers, and, uh, I guess, like, a lot of this river contained, like, uh, you know, female supplements and estrogen and type thing, and I, I guess, um, studies had shown that, you know, I, I don't know how exactly they tested this, but, um, that, that, that the fish were engaging in somehow homosexual behavior, and so Alex Jones got a hold of this, and in, in his, you know, usual flamboyant and entertaining manner said something like, like they're making the freaking frogs, you know, gay. So it became an it became an internet it became an internet meme, and that's kind of what he's you know one of the things he's known for. So, you know, and I and I agree with you. Other than the conspiracy theory stuff, I do like when he does citizen journalism, and uh, you know, I, I more often than not he's more into the new stuff these days, which is what I like. But even, you know, again, that just reinforces the point that it's chilling what's happening. So. Yeah, how can you, how can you, you know, you can't, uh, there are people who say that they really dislike him, you know, I mean, uh, you know, there's segments of his show where he has Donald Trump on and there's, you know, segments of his 
show where he has James O'Keefe on, who I'm obviously a big fan of, and 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 uh, you know he has featured some of these really hard hitting news stories that have just been ignored by the mainstream media. So, but you have to be able to sort it out in your own brain, and, and but I think intelligent people can do that. And, and they can laugh at the other stuff, which is what I usually do. Like if I had seen the gay frog story, I would, you know, I would think that's amusing. And I would, now that I know what it's about, I'll, you know, when I see the memes, I'll find them amusing as well. But the, but there's also real news that's that's on Infowars, and you know, you've got to sort and sift through it yourself. And that's part of that's part of the appeal of of Alex Jones and who he is and and that whole thing. And so, you know, but. To take him off the air, I mean, and the the really the really scary part about that is, is it 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 dropped off the radar, you know. I think they almost planned to do it. What did they do it on Thursday or on Wednesday? I can't remember. It's always one of the two. I I I think I think they did it. I think they did it like light. They they did it late Wednesday, but it was so late, like in the day that I think they did it in the evening. That like you know most people were already you know, in bed or, you know, close to it. So it really didn't break until Thursday. Um, you know, if anyone in the live chat comments wants to, you know, type and crack me, you know, feel free to do so. But I, I do think, I think it happened on Wednesday, but the story broke on Thursday. So. And it's gone. It's gone today. I mean, I've been on all day, you know, like not, no one is, no one is really talking about it. The only person is Mark Dice. We were talking about that that I think I've seen today is Dice talking about it, and that was four hours ago. So that was like, so we're talking, you know, midday on on uh, on uh, Saturday. He's talking about it. And he's talking about Vox, um, who, as you were telling me earlier, is a total fake fake news site anyway. But you know, one of their one, they run a few websites where they put fake content out there for people to click on and and uh, as clickbait. And he, you know, he was he was saying how. They're they're talking about trying to get Comcast uh, to take off um, Fox. You know, I mean, and and you know, he believes that. Yeah, check out people should check out uh, Mark Dyson's feed from you know a couple of, a couple of four hours ago, and and look at what they're trying to do to Fox. Now, now, will they ever be successful at doing that? I doubt it. But but these people will stifle free speech to the extent that they possibly can. And if they can get away with it, they will. And if you give them an inch, they're going to take a yard. And, you know, people may say, oh, that's just Alex Jones. That's the danger here. That's really the danger is that you say, oh, it's just Alex Jones, you know, but, you know, they'll come for you next. You know, what's what's next? You know, Rush Limbaugh says some pretty edgy things. OK, you know, what's the what's the blurring line between what's acceptable and what's, you know, not acceptable. And to these people, you know, pedophilia is acceptable, but. Uh, I guess I guess gay frogs are not. I guess that's that's the message that we get from these digital media platforms. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I've always I've always said in regards to Alex, Alex Jones. I mean, look, I I like some of what he said. As far as a lot of the conspiracy stuff goes, um, you know, I I disagree with it, but it's his free speech. And you know, if if anyone disagrees with the conspiracy theory stuff, you know. Instead of trying to shut him down or, you know, uh, instead of trying to claim that, he, I mean, I guess the big claim that people are making as to why Facebook shut him down was racism and whatnot, which is, which is really bizarre because he's, you know, you have to admit, he has said some really bizarre shit in the past, but I don't think any of it was, you know, it, none of it that I've seen has been racial or anything. I mean, he has... Black conservatives like diamonds and silk on all the time on his show, but you know, be that as it may, I would think that the best antidote, if you really want to fight conspiracy theories or any of the quote-unquote crazy stuff that he says, um, the best antidote to that would be to have someone else, you know, do a video explaining why he's wrong, do like a counterpoint thing, which is what Facebook and YouTube and all these social media platforms are supposed to be for you know they're they're supposed to be for uh spreading different ideas and starting a discussion and yet you know i guess the thing that really scares me is uh these big you know tech corporations are essentially saying well some speech is just too dangerous to simply even exist so 
Yeah, and and uh, you know who decides what what acceptable content is? Who decides what's you know a good conversation and not a good not a good conversation? Which is basically what's going on at Twitter right now is you know they they have a board of people that are hired that they've hired that are just well-known liberals, outspoken liberals that are deciding what's good, what's good, what's good content and what's not good content. And, you know, I, I, um, I just think that that is the, that's a real slippery slope because the, you know, the people that they're going to ban and the people that they are banning are people like you and me and the people who get to say whatever they want are, um, uh, people like Gunn, you know, I mean, who's, you know, can post pictures of himself at, you know, pedophilia parties and, you know, t- they're out there for years and nothing happens. And then all of a sudden, you know, I mean, no, there they are. And still, they haven't taken them down. You know, he will delete his own content when somebody draws attention to it. But, but, uh, no, Twitter, leave, Twitter, leave it out there. They're not going to ban. I, when's the last time you heard a liberal complain about being banned, you know, for hate speech on any platform anywhere? Have, I, I don't think it exists. I, I really, I, there's nobody. Well, so, well, funny that you should that you should bring that up. Uh, Jimmy Dore, who is who is a liberal comedian, uh, he actually supposedly got banned uh, or not banned on Twitter, but he got his account locked out um, because he simply tweeted um, saying, "Hey, look, I I, dis- I disagree with Alex Jones on a lot, but you know this is this is bullshit. The man still has." freedom of speech, you know, to speak his mind. So that, so that's chilling in and in and of itself too, that, you know, Hey, look, you, you even, you even have liberals, um, coming to the, to the defense of Joan Jones. And now they're getting, you know, flogged, uh, you know, for stepping outside of the, of the line, so to speak. Yeah, if you're low, if you're if you're if you're low on the totem pole for uh, if you're low if you're low on the totem pole for for the libs, then they're willing to throw you under the bus. Probably, I guess, is what that's all about. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, you know, going back to your whole earlier point of oh, well, they're just going after Alex Jones. Um, you know, that was I I, I don't. Well, I don't, I don't want to name drop here, but well, I guess, I guess I might as well since it, since it's on Facebook and this person was posting it publicly. But uh, you know, Je- Justin Char- Charters, who is an IJR columnist, uh, he really does not like Alex Jones, and uh, he was actually cheering the uh, the you know banishment of Alex Jones from Facebook, and I. Commented on his post, and I said, "You know, hey, look, dude, you might disagree with Alex Jones, but don't think that the left likes you either." <laughs> and, and if and if and and see, this is the whole problem: is even if Alex Jones is controversial, eventually, what these Facebook, you know, eventually what Facebook is going to start doing, and eventually what YouTube is going to start doing, is they'll go after the big ones with the with the big, huge audience. Is and then they'll go after the small guys like you and I who are completely independent, you know, citizen journalists and commentators. Well, oh, complete. Well, there we have hundred listeners. And you know, this may be interesting to your. This may be interesting to your listeners, and because some of them are YouTubers, I know you're a YouTuber and that kind of thing. But but um, the way to so they they did come after me for a number of videos. Okay. Um, that I had on my channel and I have some pretty big videos. I have some that are, Oh, I don't know, 300,000, 400,000 real views, not bot views, but real, right. real views, bot B O U G H T, which apparently you can do that. Now I was reading about it today. Just buy views if you want to, but in, in any case, uh, but, but the way to successfully fight that is to use their own rules against them. And buried deep inside the rules on YouTube is that, if the video is newsworthy, you're allowed to keep it. Okay, so for example, if I show nudity that goes outside of their their guidelines, okay, or if I uh, let's see, what, what do they try? Oh, I identify somebody personally. Okay, so you know some of these people, some of these Antifa guys that have come after me, I've named them up. You know, I bet let's let's tag them up and put their names up there. 
and show what they did. Okay, this person did this, okay, on this particular date and broke windows or assaulted someone or that sort of thing and put their name on it. Well, these people have themselves and all their friends go out and flag your video. I, that's how that goes. Then YouTube takes it down, okay, and says you can you can fight your you can fight it, okay. We but we want to hear from you, you know, on why. Um, and the way I successfully fought those was with the help of people like Andrew Breitbart when he was still alive, James O'Keefe, Victoria Taft, Jane Carroll, Lars Larson, and these guys who carry who I've been on their shows before. You know, they backed me up, and I wrote an email back and said, "Hey, I've appeared on all these news shows. This is newsworthy." Okay, which is what it says in their rules, that if something's newsworthy, it should be saying. It said, I'm a news, not only is it newsworthy, it's news, okay? And the other stuff that you, you're leaving out there is not news, okay? And that worked, okay? But that was years ago now, you know, two or three years. Well, Breitbart died in 2012, so you know, we're really getting out there now. So, uh, so six years ago, I was able to fight it. Now, folks like Leo Stratton, by the way, if folks haven't seen uh, Leo Stratton's videos. He's got some great videos of the Antifa out in Portland out there. He's yeah. a friend of yours. He's a friend of mine. But he has he has been unsuccessful at fighting the demonetization of his channel. And and big guys like Dice, they can fight it, and they have fought it successfully for a number of different things. But they get all their views in the first you know twenty four forty eight hours. And so you know if you don't turn that around fast. You know, you lose all your, you know, you know, you lose any any money that you make off of ad space on your videos. So, um, and that's what they do now. Now they do, now they demonetize them. That's their, you know, that's their game. Yeah. And you know, he's stuck with selling T-shirts to, you know, try and make a buck. And, well, and, you know. Yeah. Well, tell well tell Leo to. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll reach out to him after the show too because I actually, you know, it's funny we're talking about. De demonetization stories. I ac I've actually had to uh, fight fight a couple of those my myself. Uh, just last week, TM TMZ uh, came after me and wanted to demonetize one of my videos because I had used one of their clips. Um, I had used new. I had used footage they had had of one of the. Uh, uh, Trump protesters damaging the Hollywood star um, on the Walk of Fame. And so TMZ had the video, and I properly, you know, credited them, uh, you know, for the video and named the source and all that. Uh, immediately after my broadcast, they, you know, they, they demonetized my video and said it could still, um, you know, be shown on YouTube, but that it would be technically owned by TMZ and Warner Brothers. So I had to, I had to fill out one of those demonetization things too, saying, no, I, I was using this footage under fair use, you know, meaning that I was using it for, for news and commentary purposes. And, uh, you know, so I would like, I would like the rights to this video back. Now, you know, fortunately, uh, after about three weeks, they did give it back to me. So now. Uh. So now that video is back in my possession, but yeah, I mean, it is a major pain in the ass. So and yeah, you can win on you can win on fair use too. That's a, that's a, you know if you're if you're borrowing a small section of somebody else's content to comment on it, of course, it, courts have ruled that you know you can do that in order to that's free speech. You know, I mean, it's a, you can take a you can take a short clip and be able to talk about it, just like you can take a snippet and so when you're writing an article, you know, put it in quotes and there you go. You know, you can use it. But if even with original content, they've tried to, you know, on other rules, I guess, uh, you know, identify someone personally. That's a that's another big one that they they use. Uh, have their friends all 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 click on it. Um, their back channel groups all get together and just gang up on your video, and then they'll end up, you know, YouTube will end up either taking it down. They've done that a few times, and now demonetization seems to be the. Violates the rule, so we'll demonetize your video. Or, I don't know. About that. I don't understand it, but that's what they do in a dice anyway. Or what um, they'll, or what they, they've also tried doing to me with Twitter is, uh, I, I had a um, last year in 2017, I had a uh, a young conservative uh, who I interviewed on my show who got beat up by Antifa um, earlier in tw in 2017. So I had him on my show last year and uh this year 
he came out as being like a big, uh, well, he hasn't said it officially, but he's he's made videos on his channel and made other statements, essentially endorsing uh, Richard Spencer, you know, the white nationalist uh, piece of shit guy. And, uh, you know, so this guy has tur turned from being a mainstream conservative in into basically a, ne a neo-Nazi. Well, the left, um, you know, they sent after their, their trolls and their bots to try and get me in saying, Hey, Sam Whitfield is associating with, you know, neo-Nazis and, you know, giving platform giving a platform to someone who has hate speech. And so then I had to write Twitter back and, you know, saying, Hey, I didn't know that this guy was... Um, you know, had these views at the time. So yeah, I mean, it's it's a big. It's you a don't vet everybody that makes a comment on your videos. Uh, you know, I mean, that's, I've I've decided to make my videos. My videos are like, um, yeah, they're like the bathroom wall. You know, the uh, in the toilet. And I mean, where you can write anything you want up there, uh, where you can write anything you want up there. If I feel like painting over it, I will. <laughs> okay, but you know, for the most part, you take a marker and, and write all you want, you know, write all you want all over my walls. By the way, people, if you're out there on my videos at youtube.com, Daylight Disaffection, just, you know, write what you want up there. It's seldom that I see something that comes across. Um, so, you know, there may be anti-Semitic comments out there. It doesn't mean that I agree with them. And right. I hope that other people who read them, I mean, really, if you write, if you write an anti-Semitic comment or something like that, I hope somebody flags it because uh, I don't want that stuff out there. But, you know, it's not my job to, it's not my job to pull police free speech i think you're a jerk for denying the holocaust okay but you know are you allowed to say it you're allowed to say it and so you're allowed to have a lot of people think and say that you're a moron okay <laughs> that's the you know that you know you you're an idiot for for doing it but you know it's not my job to it's not my job to silence you as a matter of fact uh you know there's a lot of stuff that i defend your right to be able to say even as 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 disgusting as it is there's uh, there's certain boundaries there, I think. And it's interesting because uh, t um, this week on um, one of the things that Beck and um, uh, what's his name? The other guy from uh, Fox who, uh, oh, Jesus, my, God, my brain's not working too well right now, Sam. But um, uh, Beck was talking about um, Beck was talking about this this entire Alex Jones thing and, you know, whether you're. You agree with it or not agree with it, and, there, and uh, Glenn Beck said, you know, straight out, you know, he he uh, he can't stand Alex Jones, you know. I mean, just you no, know, but you know, he sort of defends his right to be able to say what he wants to say, you know. And uh, you know, there, there's 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 um, I, I think where you really have to look at it is in a legal boundary, you know, is it against the law? Has Congress decided, or has some state legislature decided? that that's not allowable and can be disallowed under the Constitution. There are some things that, you know, there there are, the Supreme Court has affirmed the ability for local governments, uh, county governments, state governments, city governments, to put reasonable limits on free speech, okay? It, that's That's been decided a million times over, okay? So they can do that. So if it's illegal, I guess you could take it down, but I don't think anything that I, nobody's made the argument that what Alex Jones has said, anything he said has been illegal that I, I'm, I'm, uh, that I'm aware of. I, I read a, I read a brilliant, um, I read a brilliant I, argument today. Um, I can't even remember who the, who the blogger was. It, it was, it was some, uh, independent guy on medium, which is one of those platforms where anyone can go and write articles. Um, but the uh this guy basically wrote an article and basically said you know one of the one of the things that a lot of people are complaining with Alex Jones about is that he supposedly made uh he he supposedly said that Sandy Hook uh was a false flag back in uh 2012 or whenever well that was 6 years ago and why are people all of a sudden complaining about that now in 20, 2018? If it was so outrageous that, uh, you know, he said that back then, why weren't people pushing for him to get banned back in 2012? Um, you know, so that argument doesn't really hold water water either. And, you know, I, th I thought that was a really good point as well. So Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, well, that's, that's the game that's being played out there right now is, you know, 
dig through the old tweets, you know, find find anything, you know, from years ago, take it out of context, and then, you know, broadcast it as loud as you can in, in microcosm and, you know, get that person's speech taken up, taken up, taken off the air. Um, you know, what I was trying to think about where, where I heard back is, um, so then, uh, he's, I guess he's calling once a week. It may be Fridays. Uh, was it yesterday that I listened to it? I think so. Yeah. Um, and Bill O'Reilly puts it out on the O'Reilly Factor, which I guess is his website or wherever his website is these days. Oh, and so yeah. It's free, it's, free, it's free content. So he talks to Beck once a week, which, you know, I, 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 I liked Bill O'Reilly when he was on the air. And, you know, and Glenn Beck, you know, of course, he, you know, he, he kind of went crazy, basically, in my opinion, he went crazy. But I always have a soft spot in my heart for Glenn Beck because I met him one time on the set of his show. And yeah, he's an incredibly personable uh, guy, very intelligent guy, a very likable guy, and a guy I think that that um, was very giving of his time and that sort of thing. And I just think he he's probably had some personal problems in his life. I don't know. You know, I know he was an alcoholic for a while, but I don't know whether that's come back or what the problem was. But you know, just listening to that conversation between Bill O'Reilly and uh, and Glenn Beck, they did a. I think they did maybe thirty minutes, maybe an hour on this one, on this topic. Um, yeah, of Alex Jones, and you know both of them agreed. But O'Reilly, I think O'Reilly's twist is, and you know he always seems to he's he's always got firm ground to land on. He's a little like Lars Larson that way. You know, is it like you know he's he's always got good terra firma under his feet. And what he says is, and I, I guess that makes some sense to me, is that if it's illegal, you know, there should be somebody watching to take it off the air, and that's gone on for years, right? With the FCC, right? You know, you penalize people and. And if you if you if you let an f f bomb, uh, you know we can say it here, thankfully, okay. But you can't say it on, you, know, you can't say it on AM radio. And I know, you know, you and I both done a number of regular radio programs. You know, you just have to be aware that you know you just can't go shouting that stuff. There's no time delay up at KUIK. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. So out, bang. You know, you're, but you know, so O'Reilly's thing is legality, and I guess that. Well, there's some there's some merit in that form of the argument is that if you really want to ban something, get a get a state legislature to to pass a law and then there and then for that state, their their um, Supreme Court, their state Supreme Court, wherever it is, Oregon, Florida, New Jersey, wherever the hell it happens to be, you know, uh, affirms that that is a, a uh, limitation on free speech. It's allowable on that state constitution. And if somebody else wants to fight it again and go all up the Supreme Court, you know, I mean, they, they can decide whether it is. Or it isn't, but there are certain things that I think that you can't, you know, you can't go on the air and advocate pedophilia. You, know, you can't go, can't do that. You know, that's that's wrong. You know, dangerous children. You know, it, right. it erodes the fundamental foundations of our society. You know, does it? Does it? Uh, you know, does it affect free speech? Well, I guess it does in a way. But I think the way the Supreme Court would look at that is that if you, you know, if it ends up harming a child, you know, how is that child going to have free speech? Right. right. So that's why we have these limitations. So in any case, so I think I like O'Reilly's argument and, and I, I would say people go out and listen to that. Um, I listened to it this week live and I thought it was great. Yeah, he uh, O'Reilly does segments with uh, Dennis Miller, too, who, who I also like. And I, I oh, think, he's so awesome. And uh, I, I one of the funniest people ever exist. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I used I used to call into his radio show back when he had when he had a radio show. I would call in like two or three times a month, and I, I think I was probably the youngest listener of his show at, at the time, but yeah, it was, it wasn't like, I mean, he, and he basically said the same thing, he said, yeah, I mean, Alex Jones, he may, he may be a bit of a kook at times, but, you know, <laughs> That's try, right. but, you know, but, but trying to, trying to censor him outright is just, is just a little, uh, far extreme, um, well, Dan, one of the things I wanted to ask you, because, uh, you know, this, this has cropped up a lot, too, whether it be uh, Milo being banned from Twitter or, uh, you know, Alex Jones uh, being banned from basically all social media. Um, Not th- Twitter. I saw his Twitter come across today, so he's still on Twitter. Well, yeah, for today. yeah for right now, uh, you know, who knows how long that will last. God, thank God. He's got one channel left, right? Now. Right. Well, anyway, go ahead, Sam. I know you want to ask me something. But, yeah. Oh, no, no problem. Um, there's been discussion, on, and I'm sure you've seen these floating around Facebook, uh, especially since you and I kind of run in the same circles. Um, there's been a big debate 
over whether or not we should have the government uh, step in and break up these. Um, I mean, it almost seems like Facebook and YouTube. The the argument I've heard is that Facebook and Twitter and all of these big social media platforms basically have a, a monopoly on social media. And that the danger of that is that they can basically, you know, choose to censor whoever they they want if they don't, if they don't align. Now, I've heard the argument that, you know, having the government step in would be a good idea. I've also heard the counter-argument from a lot of conservatives, which also makes a lot of sense that, no, we don't, we need less government regulation. You know, you don't want the government stepping in and running Facebook because then it'll just become a big bureaucracy you know, like everything else that the government does. So, you know, I'm curious to know where you, where you kind of stand on that. And, uh, you know, do you think Trump or the government should step in um, to any of this? You know, it. I think that I think you're right. You know, if you really think it through and there's been times where I've said, hey, you know, you know, have the government take it over. Um, sue under Sherman antitrust, you know, government take it over and break it up. Um I guess in the long run, I watched that happen to Ma Bell on, under, you know, while I was while I was alive. You know, I mean, it was one phone company, you know, and the government broke it up. And now we've got several, you know, providers and they have cell phones now, which didn't exist in those days. And so I guess that sort of competition is 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 healthy. But, you know, what are you going to do with the, are these things? Really? I mean, you don't really have one monolith until they begin ganging up on people, which is what they've started to do right now. So although my first reaction, my gut reaction is, yeah, maybe the government should take it over. I think that I, I think that more along the lines of our discussion before we get on the air here about Milo is really the way to go. And that's sue these people in civil court. And, you know, if you can get, the, you know, there's your real collusion. OK, if you have Google and Apple, OK, working together and Facebook, OK, to take you to, to to stifle your free speech, which they're doing to Alex Jones right now. You, know, you make the argument that, if, that you've got one channel left, but you know, maybe they did leave the one channel just for that reason. Who knows what these guys talked about, okay? But, that, you know, if you've got them ganging up on you, that, then you can sue them. You know, you can, you can say, hey, you can't get together and stifle competition like that, which is what they're doing, basically, is they're, you know, saying, hey, you know what, you can't, you can't talk at all, period. You know, so not one of us is going to benefit off that because, you know, that if they killed him on one channel, that he's going to pick up on all the other channels. OK, so that's probably happening right now on Twitter. Once I saw him go by in the Twitter today, it's like, oh, I got to remember to check him every day now on Twitter because I now I know where it is. I won't go to his website, but I'll check him while I'm on Twitter because I'm on there all the time. Um, but but yeah, I think that a more I think a more rational approach to that is. You and I can't couldn't afford to sue them. Okay, when they took our videos down and they ganged up on us, and they and if if they had not put my videos back, Sam, I I have enough capital that I probably would have sued them. Okay, I was that angry at that time. But they did. They backed off. And I think that the reason why they did is because there were some big names that were involved. And I checked in with them and I told them it was, I was going to use their names, and they did. They said it was okay. So I I did that, and that worked. So I had a big enough hammer. But people like Leo don't have a don't have a big enough hammer. Right. Okay? They they just don't. And the way these people, the way you gain a hammer with it with these people is money and lawyers. And if if Alex Jones lawyers up, and which is exactly what I would do, I would do exactly what I join Milo. That's what I would do. And and they can have it out in the courts. And then if the civil courts don't work, well, then you know if we win the Congress back, then you can you know you could probably get them. You, you could probably get them successfully shut down under or broken up under Sherman Antitrust, and and that'd be the end of that. Which, but, which I mean, I I think, I think if any if there, I think if there were to be any sort of government intervention, that would be, I I would be I would be all for that. I, I wouldn't be for the government necessarily coming in and uh, you know regulating and running them, but certainly I think breaking up it breaking up these, you know, uh, big monopolies, kind of like the Sherman Antitrust and simply, you know, laying some kind of groundwork. I mean, that that's kind of already Ted Ted Cruz's uh, proposing, I, I guess. Um, you know, there was that big hearing that he did with uh, Mark Zuckerberg a few months ago in Congress where, 
you know, he basically asked Zuckerberg a whole bunch of questions about privacy, and uh, you know, you saw you saw Zuckerberg sweating and trying to drink water like he like a human being, but he couldn't. Um, so. Well, he didn't do terrible. He didn't do, he didn't do terrible. I think he survived the day, but I, you know, I think they're they're going to sue him into oblivion. I think that that's what's going to happen with them. Uh, yeah, he's he's going to. I think the people are going to sue Mark Zuckerberg. That's 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 going to be his his downfall. Um, I think you've seen what's happened to his stock as well. You know, I mean, you know, they're just not getting the people are looking for other platforms, and you know, I you know, I hear you say people keep talking about Gab and. You know, what is it, MeWe and, you know, these other platforms that I don't I, I just don't use them. I, I barely because I'm an older person. But you know, younger people should be out there you now tr- trying to trying to push these new platforms. The, you know, the the the, pro- the only problem I have with Gab is that there are a lot of, is that there are a lot of alt right people on there, you know, who say stuff like gas, who say stuff like gas, the kikes and what and whatnot. So, you know. <laughs> And for those and for those who are watching to to you know to ban my video, I'm not I'm not saying that as a quote. I'm just using that as an example. So you know, covering my base. Yeah. There. Oh no, it's a great it's a it's a great example. It's like, do you want to read that in every you know in every feed that you you, know, you read? You, yeah. You can't tag every one of them, and it, it probably doesn't break the rules of the platform. You know, I mean, you probably you know. Right. I mean, so, I mean the 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 thing with Gab is they. They literally have no rules except for, for you can't dox people and you can't show child porn. You know, pretty common sense ones. Other than that, it's it's a little bit, it's it's pretty much like a free for all. Almost, you know, a little bit too much of of one sometimes. So that's the only problem with Gabs. And uh, I I haven't tried MeWe yet, only because I feel like that's one. I mean, I'm already signed up to a whole bunch of these social media platforms. To, to promote the show and I'm kind of like well that's just that's just one more that I have to keep up with and you know trying to update that constantly so yeah I think you know Twitter would Twitter would be a great I think Twitter would be a great platform if you could eliminate what they are really doing you know and you know people if if people do not believe that they are censoring conservative speech on Twitter you're just you're not Follow, you know, you, you have a good try on the ball because it's absolutely happening. Um, James O'Keefe has gone undercover in the Silicon Valley with people who work there, not not the management, okay, but people who work there, and they have admitted, okay, that the software engineers have lists of keywords that flag conservative speech, and that these guys who are monitoring, you know, they have they have algorithms that do it, but they get flagged for people to look at it manually too, and if it has anything to do with, you know, right wing speech at all, you know, the guy's got a picture of a pickup truck with a conservative flag in the back. You know, that 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 tweet may not look like it got deleted, but no one is seeing it. So you're shadow banned. You're, right. You're yeah. Shadow. Which I mean, I, I mean, I've I've been shadow banned a, a, a couple of times and then, you know, I've I've done stuff I to, you know, to where I'm not to where I haven't been shadow banned uh Lately, so so that's good, you know. And that goes back to the whole thing of, well, geez, you, you know, maybe these are the types of antitrust, you know, things that we should, uh, you know, uh, be looking out for. I mean, I I don't I don't know, and that's that's the continuing debate I'm having with. with you know what it look like, Sam? This is the this is the thing. This is what this is what will happen. Uh, you know, um, they will treat it like. So it'll it'll be like the post office, okay? which is the worst monopoly of them all. But well, no, now we have Obamacare, so I guess that's probably worse, okay? But you know, you got the post office where nothing, you know, the mail always gets delivered, and no matter who mails a letter, you know, unless it's safe, it's still going to get there, okay? You know, it's, it might cost you more every every. But innovation is something that's just not going to happen. So some of the things that we've seen change in Twitter, like for example, like the thing you've seen. You've been able to see, uh, you know, real time video show, okay, on the in your feed. Used to be that you know you have to click on the video, then you go to the video, and then you roll the video. Well, now you can see the video transpiring, okay, inside of your feed. But you know that's sort of taken for granted. That sort of innovation, 
uh, in sort of the live things like Periscope, which got incorporated in and those those sorts of things. And on Facebook, another great example is that, you know, they have like the Snapchat features now, you know, my story, our story and this kind of stuff. OK, that those innov- those innovative features working their way into these tools that will go to a screeching halt. OK, it'll look exactly the same way that the government the day that the government took it over. OK. And and your level of service will be exactly what that is, and maybe even expect to pay for it. <laughs> That's what I would yeah. say. Yeah, no, no, it, it's a, it's it's a it's a good ar- it's a good argument. So I mean, and it's you know it's that kind of the slippery slope thing. It's like you know, geez, we don't want. We don't want, you know, big mega corporations censoring us because that's a big problem, but then we don't want the government, you know, taking it over because that'll just, you know, fuck everything thing up. So Yeah. You know Fix Twitter and fix fix Twitter and fix Facebook. I think that that's really the you know but you know, and then allow you know, of course there's always gonna be competition for other things that might take them out at some day in the future. But, you know, fix them in terms of their shadow banning and stifling of conservative speech. Um, and politicians. I mean, you've got politicians that are involved now. I mean, they. What do you, what do you have? Jim Jordan. You were typing in the search box. You type in Jim Jordan up at the top, and it wouldn't find him. I noticed that myself before they before it came up that they, that uh, that they actually noticed it. Okay, but you know, and, and then you know, you have Twitter coming out saying, "Hey, you know, I mean, it was just a just a um, it, it was it was just a a bug in the algorithm." Yeah, I'll, I'm sure it was just a bug. Only it didn't happen, and they couldn't find any liberal politicians that was happening to. There's a long list of conservatives that that it wasn't working for. So you know, and, yeah, and, yeah. They they tried they tried doing the same thing uh, with Mia, with Mia uh, Love, who is a black conservative congressman woman. I I forget which state she's from, but uh, she had posted a campaign ad where she affirmed that. Uh, you know, she was pro-life in her campaign ad, and supposedly that got supposedly that uh, that got flagged, uh, you know, and and banned on Twitter as you know being potentially harmful and dangerous. Con- well, <laughs> well, uh, you know, Twitter, Twitter claimed that the, Twitter claims later that that was a, an algorithm error, but uh huh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I. I totally believe that 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 was an algorithmic error. Yeah, right. So, yeah, in a way, in a way, you know, before we leave Alex Jones entirely, I, in a way, I'm glad it happened, and this is the reason why is because we've been getting beat up by this stuff as as little guys, okay, for how long, and no one has, I could say, given a fuck on your channel, okay. So they, nobody nobody gave a crap. Nobody gave a crap, okay. Now, you know, people may have given a crap, but nobody's going to do anything about it, or you know, it's losing night's sleep about it, okay. Right. But the, the higher you ratchet it up, okay, the more people begin to take notice. Like, ooh, ooh, they took out Alex Jones. What are they going for next? You know, I mean, now, now people people are suffering the pain that I suffered in 2012. So that's that's and we're six years later. So these guys, it's six years. They've slowly been turning up the temperature under the fraud. That's in the pot, right? That's that's slowly being heated up. Doesn't know that it's being boiled, <laughs> okay? But uh, that's what's that's what's happening right now. And and uh, beware, people, you're next. <laughs> just saying, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you know, ne- next, I, I think I think I heard that now Crowder is in, uh, you know, is yeah. is potentially in trouble. And I mean, you know, I've I. I kind of I've never met him, but I know Crowder online, and I think you know him too. Yep, so. I met him. I met him at uh, BlogCon 2013 after Breitbart died. He's an so. interesting guy. Nothing bothers him at all. I can tell you right now because he's been totally punched in the face and assaulted, and that just at least he doesn't show it when he talks to me. You know, he was he was he was pretty still water about it. So oh, bo- oh, oh, oh believe me, I, I think I think things might be changing now with uh, you know Facebook and uh, you know Twitter going at, after his thing, and that that's mainly because now he's running the business end of everything with his show. So <laughs> I, you know, when I listen to Crowder, it's like I think that he would he would be great on radio. I, but, I mean, it's really a, it's such a small pond that it's very difficult to get a spot in there someplace. But yeah. Know, should do the you should do the fill-in for somebody you know i don't know who but you know i have to think about who you know who kind of comes across as crowder but you know i think that he would be great 
great. He's great at lining up the clips, commenting on the clips, and you know, I mean, he's he's really he's he's, he's quite funny. Sometimes he's quite funny, but then there's also you know he he also is a sometimes he's a good comedian and can really make me laugh. Yeah. You know, a couple segments that he's done that's really made me laugh. But it, I, I did see it come across. Now, I haven't checked back on YouTube that they pulled the plug entirely on him on YouTube, but I haven't gone to check. So people might want to go out and see if Steven Crowder is still out there on YouTube. But I I, uh, I haven't seen his videos come across. To be Now we're thinking about it. Usually I see them. I see the YouTube video come across in Twitter, and I haven't seen that lately. So I'm kind of thinking that they that it's it's been successful. I saw that uh, – what's his name? Not Gay Jared is his – is that his sidekick that's usually uh, help, helping him? Uh, uh, he had his last day the other day. I saw that come across on something. So yeah, um, I mean, I, I I guess there were there were rumors that uh, Jared got canned or whatever. But I I guess the the truth is, um, I I mean, I I've been I was in touch with people who know who who know crowd or better than I do, and I get I guess what they. What they told me is, I guess Jared and his Jared's actually not gay, and uh, you know that was kind of the whole yeah. joke is that you can never can tell. I guess he and his wife are now having a child, and so uh, he had to he had he had to move. Funny on. for a while, but after a while, it's not so funny anymore. And uh, when the wife gets involved, yeah, can we call him something else? For, you know, and now you're brand. You're branded with that. That's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah. Well. Well. Not only when you have a wife, but especially when you got, when you have a kid, you know, yep. coming and you know, like you know, I'm sure that when the kid is 12 or something, you know, his his peers are going to find video of you know, of his dad being called you know not gay Jared, you know, <laughs> long, long long before he was born. So I I, I do feel kind of uh, you know yep. I I feel sorry for the kid, but uh, yep. Yeah, yeah. It's time to move on to something else. That's what I would say. Don't try and deny it or stifle it or, or you know, own it. It was you, you know. what I mean, but yeah. You know, but I mean, on. as as far as the as far as the censorship thing, I I don't think they've censored, uh, you know, Crowder directly. I don't think they've pulled his content. But because if I if I go and search for it manly myself, I can still find it. But like, it's not showing up in my. You know, watch feed. I have to, I have to go manually look for it now. So, um. yo, yeah, that's where I usually get my Crowder announcements. I get them in the email. That's it. I'm subscribed on YouTube, so I'll get an email. Yeah. I don't think I've seen an email recently. So yeah, well, yeah, and I well, I know he's kind of been off. I mean, you know, if you, if you want to talk biz real quick, I I think. Um, you know, when when he made the move to CRTV, I I think it was an interesting choice. But the problem is, and you and I both now are way around tech is uh, the CRTV platform I signed up for, and it, it's a it's a very buggy it's a very buggy app. Um, it's almost it's almost unusable in terms of the bugs. So I know that. They, oh really? I didn't I didn't know that. I mean, I see the ads for it go by, but I don't you know I don't use it. It's uh, it's it's really buggy and it's it's really expensive. It's like it's a, it's like ninety nine dollars and then sixty nine dollars if you're a student, which is still really expensive. Like for for a podcasting platform, essentially. So, yeah, nobody's gonna pay for. It. Who pays for stuff? Nobody. Right? Well, I mean, well, pay your I mean, internet bill. That's about it. You know. That's well, I mean, I mean, I did, but I'm thinking of canceling my subscription. You know, in in 2019, if they don't, you know, fix things. You know, soon. So it's too spendy for that's too spendy for that's 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 outside of them. I'll catch them on. You know, I'll catch the best clips on YouTube. You know, and that kind of thing. You know, I just I just I won't pay for it. You know, as yeah. much as I love the people who are out there. I, you know, I love Michelle Malkin. I think she's great. You know, um, and I guess these people figure that if they're that good, they'll pay for pay for it. But you know, not that good. Well, I mean, I I mean, I I have a I have a Patreon I have a Patreon page where people can you know can contribute but that's that's optional you know that people can can do that and i and i oh, like, yeah. i was like taking taking that approach but hey you know and like hey if you can pitch in please do but if you if you can't i i understand as well so um, you know when i was a youtuber you know my fig- always figured my contribution was free videos you know i mean i spent countless hours editing these yeah. things and going these events and getting assaulted and you know all these things you know i mean and then yeah it's free content you know, you know 
get views to your site or give you something to talk about, get people on your show and those kinds of things. Um, but that used to be my contribution. And God, I did that for how long, Sam? I started 2009. I guess I finished up, haven't really put out a, a, a you know, a, a solid video in probably about three, four years now. So, you know, I, I did it for a half dozen years. Um, you know, you can only take, you can only take being a citizen journalist for so long, you know, and then at some point you got to be a citizen and, uh, you know, cause you just can't get, if, if you are a conservative citizen journalist and you're covering hard headed news, you are going to get attacked. I mean, yeah. people, you know, yeah, it's, it's on the public. You can Google my name, you know, my name in time magazine, you're going to come up with a million dollar lawsuit and, you know, you're, and you're going to, you're going to come up with a, you know, uh, I guess it's a six-page criminal complaint that they sent to Becerra, who's the attorney general for the state of California, against me. You know, what I mean, so you know, they, they, you know, they will, tr- they will keep ratcheting up the pressure. Okay, the more successful that you are, and you know, I, I never see, I never wanted to make a career out of it. I'm, you know, I did this later in life as just you know something to do in my retirement, but, but. You know, sort of like a, a ham radio operator. That's what guys used to do, right? Put an antenna on your roof and go up in the attic and and, and see if you can reach Tokyo. You know, and well, for us, it was, you know, rolling the YouTube camera in 2011 down at the Tea Party and see if you can get Sean Hannity to run your video, which, you know, we did successfully many times. And, that, you know, and Andrew Breitbart picked up on him, and then we got in movies and those kinds of things. So, you know, to us, it was a game. You know, it was, it was, it was, it was to me, and laughing at liberals, for, you know, for example, out in Portland, it was just a, you know, it's, it's, um, it, you know, it's, it's for sport. There, there you go. It finally came to me, Sam. It's for, you know, we're, you know, we did it for sport and, and, and to push the agenda. And, uh, but, you know, to try and make a living off of it, I don't know how people do it. I don't know how people like, uh, like Ben Shapiro can actually make a living off of, off of social media. Right? Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, that, that is one of the things, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't, start off doing it you know for monetization purposes but after you know 10 years i just figured you know i'm, I'm celebrating my 10th year of doing this uh show now so i i kind of figured you know well i might as well try and uh you know do some monetization and to my surprise i've gotten a few dollars nothing nothing major i'm not you know i'm not ready to buy a whole a brand new studio but you know i am kind of surprised i've been able to make a few dollars off of it and I I hope that will continue but even if even if I weren't getting paid to do I would still do it for free. So, James Luke, the guy who said to me, don't give your videos away. That's what he said so. to me. <laughs> You're giving your videos away, don't give your videos away. Yeah. Uh, so. That's your life's blood. No, take money for it. You know, that I I, I don't just, I never could figure out how to make a business model out of it. Maybe I'm just not that good, but you don't see that many people do it. I guess, you know, you see Crowder, he's still struggling around, you know, I mean, you know, they, they, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of some examples of people who have, you know, graduated from doing it as, you know, for funsies as an amateur, quote unquote, right. And turned it into a professional sport. Uh, are there anybody? I don't think there's, I don't think there's, there's anybody. And then I've seen people, you know, I, I don't know how long you have tonight, but I've seen people, you know, like Carl Higby is a guy who got out of the service that I know. And, you know, he went straight on a Fox. You know what I mean? Like, how does that work? You know what I mean? It's like, bang, all of a sudden you see this guy on Fox. He looks good, talks well. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of who you know to the to the news business, the quote-unquote news business, which is really the entertainment business. And, you know, the, the, the entertainment business is, you know, it's more, it's more, it's more, it's as much. You know who your friends are and who you know. Uh, yeah. Than, you know whether you're a hard hitting news per- news person. I'm not taking anything away from people like, oh, uh, Megan Kelly or Laura Ingram and uh, oh, even Bill O'Reilly was used to be a Bill O'Reilly was the anchor guy out in uh, out in Portland. So you know some of these guys made their way up through traditional media for sure. But to think of it, making your way up through social media onto big platforms like you know. Uh, I don't know any. <laughs> I don't well, know I mean, any. I mean, I, oh, James I, O'Keefe I, made a business out of it. James O'Keefe made a business out of it. There, that's uh, the only yeah. <laughs> go one one example, but well, that's well, I mean, and I, I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of trying to do uh, you know mid transition. I guess, I guess I'm kind of you know in between right now. Um, you know, since I am starting a little recognition after only. 10 years the, the one that the one that always slays me and i i don't you know i don't mean uh you know anything anything bad but the one that always slays me is uh tommy laren you know 
basically a, a blonde uh, hot chick who, who basically, you know, she got hired by by Glenn Beck right out of right out of college. To my knowledge, she had no media experience prior to that job on the Blaze. She gets, uh, you know, she gets uh, canned by Beck and then goes into Fox News and, uh, you know. I I think I think I've I think I've been doing broadcasting longer than she has, and yet you know, she's getting she's getting paid for it. So you know, but then but then again, I'm not I'm not a hot chick either. So oh, go six figure. Else, you know, you yeah. Find your own way. Oh look at you know I don't know you know Glenn Glenn Beck. You know, take take one look at Glenn Beck. You know, I mean, oh, he's not an ugly guy or anything like that. He's you know. A, you know, portly elderly gentleman, you know, but you know, he made a, you know, he made, he, you know, he, he carved his niche by, but you know, but still, even still there, you know, I mean, he, you know, he, he was never a social media person to begin with, you know, I mean, made the, made the jump and, you know, you, you may want to look, may, uh, I mean, we're kind of really getting off topic, but you know, James made it into a non-for-profit, you know, that's how he did it, you know, and brought in donors made no secret about the fact that he was conservative or, you know, he had a bent towards conservatism. He has, he has had conservatives as targets. So to say that he exclusively goes after liberal targets is not true. Okay. He, he goes, James goes after the truth. So, yeah, you know, he, and he's, you know, found a few, few big donors. So now if you can, if you can, if you can get, you know, one donor to write your check to begin with, you know, and then hire somebody that knows their way around the donors, you know, you, the, the, you know, once you once you get a few big checks from uh, some, you know, you make a friend out of the Koch brothers, you're not gonna have to worry about selling ad space anymore. You know, yeah, they're all set. You know, you get tens of millions. You'd have to look at the 990s to see where his money's coming from and that kind of thing. But there are plenty of, you know, there's plenty of opportunity. I would say actually, because there's not that many people that have done that. James, the only one that I know that, you know, you've got some other sort of similar sites like Judicial Watch, which does a great job. You know, that, that, there's another business model right there. You know, I mean, they're they're a non for profit. You know, that's 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 how they've done that. You know, carbon niche, do some good stories about you know particular targets that are of interest to people with money, and you know, and sell, and, and uh, get donations that way. Uh, I don't know, it just comes to mind as one possibility. Sure, sure. Well, uh, anyway, Dan, we're uh, approaching the hour, so uh, I want to thank you for uh, coming on the show. Any uh, any final thoughts that you want to bring up before we wrap up? No, I, I just would I would uh, encourage anybody who's out there who's just starting to listen to your podcast, and maybe it's somebody who's where we were 10 years ago, Sam. It seems impossible that it was 10 years ago, but I, I encourage them, and I'm sure you would encourage them, to grab a video camera and go down to your local political rallies and film what you see and put it up on YouTube and you'd be amazed at the number of views you can get. And, uh, you know, each one of us, you know, everybody has a, everybody has a phone. So, you know, we are the new media as, as, uh, Andrew Breitbart used to say, you know, thank everybody for tuning in. If they want to check out my Twitter, it's the best place to reach me is, uh, out of Twitter. And my handle on uh, Twitter is daylight dis. Yes. The, the one last thing I want to bring up is, uh, you know, it, it's, it's amazing because you and I have known each other since uh, 2013, uh, wow. which is which is crazy. Uh, I I uh, I was introduced to you by uh, Tammy Jackson, who uh, I don't really know what happened to her. I I haven't seen her around much. I, I think she kind of went never uh, Trump uh, during the during the 2016 election, but. Uh, you know, that's how you and I got hooked up and, uh, you know, knowing each other. And She's a never-recovered, never-Trumper. I don't know. I haven't touched base with Tammy for a long time. I was out in Portland so, recently. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. But, uh, you know, I certainly do know I'm thankful that, you know, she introduced me to you and, you know, that you introduced me to Leo. And so, you know, it's just, you know, I was just thinking, I'm like, well, I've known Dan for, you know, close to eight years now. Seems crazy. So. It does seem crazy. It does not seem like it's been that long. And it, it, it and it never looked like we were going to win like we're winning now. But I think we would both agree. may not be exactly what we wanted, but we got what we need. And, and uh, you know, we're winning more than we're losing now. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, so and I mean, I and I mean, I think at least for me and at least for Leo, too, it's it's done wonders for, you know, our videos and out for our, you know, streams, because, you know, more people are, you know, 
more people even if we're not making money more people are viewing us because you know we're we're kind of in the trump era right now and so that's the other reason why it's you know such a good time to you know start doing this if you're a citizen out there so you'll you yep, can, you've got top cover now yeah so. you've got some top cover now you didn't, we didn't have top cover under obama for eight years oh, oh that was terrible oh god no so but uh, anyway, Dan, I want to thank you for uh, coming on the show. And folks, I do encourage you to uh, check out his videos on YouTube while they're still up. And you know, <laughs> on the odd chance that YouTube hasn't black blacklisted him, and uh, you know, who knows? I hope. Th- I they, hope this. They care about it here. <laughs> they're probably going out there right now. Yeah, I, I hope. I hope. Well, you know, who knows? Th- this video might not last. You know, yeah. for too long. But uh, anyway. Thanks for joining me, Dan, and folks, thanks you for uh, tuning in. I'll be back next week, same time, same channel, and uh, good night, God bless, and God save this great nation.